What is up, everyone, and welcome to A Busy Making Other Plans. Now, by the time this episode drops, I will already be 24. And you guys know how I feel about that already, so I'm not going to go into it. But if you follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed that I was out on a farm this weekend. And that is something I want to share with you guys because that was my birthday surprise from my best friends. And before I tell you about that, let me just start by saying cue violin, but I've always had a really shitty birthday every single year. And people around me know that because they've either contributed to it or lack of contribution really and um, honestly it's not a great feeling knowing that your birthday is under celebrated or just not prioritized when you see everyone around you have like these great events or really just like a lot of thought put into the gesture that's the shitty thing about having a birthday in January is that it's cold out maybe your friends are away at university and don't want to make the trip which is a poor excuse if your friends are making the trip to another friend's university for their weekend and there's just always something going on during my birthday there's always an obstacle I don't know people don't have money they don't have the time it's something and You can imagine how that makes a person feel, especially someone who puts a lot of weight into the celebration of the day of their birth. I could literally go on this entire episode on the history of Ashley's birthdays and what happened and what made me so fragile and upset. I have gone through this with Morgan. You can confirm with her. Honestly, my birthdays are really fucking sad every year. Actually, I take that back. Sometimes they're very mediocre at best for the simple fact of just not feeling appreciated by the people who matter most to me. But this year was different. So on a better note, let me tell you about what went down. So my best friends from back home wanted to surprise me this weekend. So we all quarantined for two weeks so that we could hang out safely. And I had no idea what they were planning. And that part was kind of exciting to me. But also I'm like trying not to get my hopes up because it is still COVID and there's not a whole lot you can really do. So I go home for the weekend. Um, You know, first I'll talk about my family. When I got home, my dining room was nicely decorated, like my mom had a happy birthday banner up. She actually cut out the numbers two, four out of wrapping paper because Party City wasn't open and she couldn't like buy like regular decorations. And then she had these balloons up that were filled with helium and I was wondering where the hell she got those. And she told me she took them from work and I thought that was really resourceful. So um, it was really, really cute with like streamers coming down from the ceiling that she just had in her closet. And we had sushi and Chinese food for dinner, which is what I wanted, and it's like my favorite. So love that they did that for me. It wasn't a surprise. Like my dad asked what I wanted for my birthday dinner, and my dad can't keep a surprise. Like I've never been surprised in my life when it comes to Christmas, Valentine's Day, my birthday. Like he messaged me a few hours before and was like, hey, what time are you coming home? Your mom's decorating the dining room. Like, he could have just ended it at, what time are you coming home? But he had to tell me what the surprise would be. So he's just really bad at that. Anyways, I've come to terms with it. And it was a good night just spent with my family, and then we watched a movie afterwards. Now, the next day, that is when I saw my friends, and they told me to get ready for 1240 pickup. Of course, they picked me up at 1 because my friends are just never on time anyway. I didn't expect it. I think I started, like, getting dressed at 1240. And they picked me up. 
they had a bouquet of flowers and a card waiting for me and I thought that was so sweet. It was just the four of us, so we all wore masks when we were driving to the location and of course we were following the COVID guidelines and I didn't know where we were going. Like I knew we were going north and I could tell we were in Uxbridge. I just didn't know what the surprise is. I'm thinking like, uh, are we like gonna go on a hike? Like they asked me to block out my calendar until 6 p.m. that Saturday, so I really didn't know what the hell was going on. But then we got to the horseback riding ranch and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know things like this were still open. And it was just, I was excited because the last time I rode a horse was in the Dominican Republic on the beach, but like this was so much cooler. Like you're on a huge piece of land, uh, you can go down a trail and it was the winter. So I think that was a really unique experience. So when we got there, we all got assigned a horse. And of course, I got the horse that didn't like to listen. It's so fitting to who I am, so I had to laugh about it. Uh, her name was Dottie, and um, Dottie did me good, honestly. Like, she was kind of annoying at first because she would just keep eating all the carrots. And I'm like, Dottie, come on, let's go. Come on, we got to catch up with the other horsies. Um, and so that was like a little annoying because she just was like so easily distracted. But she loved galloping. And when we'd go uphill, she would like gallop up the hill. She was like a smaller horse than the others. So I think she just kind of needed that momentum. But it was so fun because the other horses just walked up the hill. But mine was galloping. And I'm like, oh, this is so much more fun. And like I got really into it and was like encouraging her like, yes, Dottie, let's go. And then like the instructor was like, no, 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 don't, don't encourage her. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I'll calm down. I was feeling like a little bit of a cowgirl. So when that was over, we went back home and I thought we were just gonna get dropped off. Like that was the end to a really fun activity. But we ended up going to my friend Corey's house and they told me to wait in the car. They had to like set up something and then they opened the garage and they had decorated the inside of the garage with lights, a photo booth. They had a table set up with snacks and canvases. Like we were gonna do a paint night. There was paint everywhere. And I thought that was so touching because they decided to like bring the party outdoors and it was cute. So we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings, we had some wine, we had some girl talk and we started talking about predictions for each other. And I don't know if you and your friends have like thought about who's gonna do what first, but my friends and I have just gone through so many milestones together that we always reflect and we're so reminiscent of all the times we've had together. I kid you not, a lot of what we do is just talk about memories we've had. And it makes me so happy because, look, if you have childhood best friends, you know what I'm talking about. It's just the most fun to talk about the good times you had, things that you laugh about now and back then were just, well, times you took for granted. And honestly, I'm so lucky because my friend group, we're just so blessed to have each other. And I know that other people around us wish they had what we had or that they were a part of this friend group. It's actually so funny. I'll use Anya as like an example, but like when you'd hear another girl be like, oh, Anya, like you're my best friend. Like no bitch, she is my best friend. You can say she's your best friend, but deep down she knows that if you're not Corey, Alyssa, or Ashley, you are not her best friend. Okay, back to predictions. So we have like this prediction Google Doc that was just created and it just outlines each of our predictions for each other as the years go by. So like for instance, one of us might think that Ashley is not gonna get married until she's 35. 
And really what it is, is by the time we're that age, we're going to see like whose predictions were accurate and you just get the satisfaction of knowing each other that well. So yeah, if you don't have a friend group as great as mine, you should probably go ahead and get yourself one. Honestly, it's hard making friends. Like I made a few really close friends at university, Morgan being the one best friend I made. I think largely that was what the appeal of joining a sorority was to me as well, just because I think in first year, my floor mates and I just weren't on the same wavelength. Um, and in full honesty, the girls were very basic white girl and I just don't think I fit that mold. Like, look at me, I'm not a white girl. And I don't know, like I think just I could not relate to the things that they like talking about or what they found interesting. I don't know what it was. I think, I think it just takes a special type of person to like understand my humor. And I do talk with like a very firm voice and sometimes I sound like I'm pissed or mad, but like I'm not, I don't know. I need to work on my tone clearly. But yeah, I can see how it could come off as intimidating. My hair back then was like huge. It was big, blonde frizzy because I didn't know how to take care of it yet and I remember like one of my friends telling me when she first met me that she thought I was really intimidating so like I guess that could also be a factor just the way I was perceived because of like my big blonde hair <laughs> but yeah university wasn't like super easy for me with making friends and I had friends in like so many different groups of people so I had friends from DeGroot I had friends from who I worked with friends from my residence friends from the sorority and when you have like all these different friend groups and you're like the common denominator of all of them it makes it really hard to like get close with just one of them because like you're spreading yourself too thin almost and that's kind of how I felt it's like a very isolating place to be when you're just close but like not that close because they're spending so much more time with other people in their group whereas you're kind of just you know going from place to place I don't know I feel like part of me did that because I just felt like they weren't gonna be close to me anyways and I don't know if that was very detrimental to like my friendship making or maybe I was right or maybe it's just the fact that like I don't trust people enough because I know I don't trust people enough but it was definitely not the most fun but honestly I'm really grateful for the fact that I did get to know multiple different people and hey the ones that I liked enough still stuck around or rather who liked me enough because like I'm a lot. You know, looking back, I think I just never let people in. Like, how can you be friends with someone who you don't know a whole lot about or who is just kind of putting up this wall so that you don't really know who they are? And I would put this wall up because I just had trust issues. Like growing up as a kid, like I had friends who would literally say, let's hang out. And then they would never come to my house to hang out or like would say they'd be here at a certain time and just would never show up or would like slowly ice me out. And like that experience is so impactful. I've learned to like unpack all of this trauma through like a course I had and like this is where I kind of started like reflecting on why I am who I am but yeah so that's why I think I just didn't trust people enough to like know a lot about me is because I just felt like they were gonna burn me and it's very toxic to think that way and it definitely impacted the way I interacted with others but the good news is I'm a lot better now I value the friendships I have with people in my life I don't take anyone for granted and I always try to let people know that I appreciate them. Like I will literally tell them I appreciate you. Honestly, life's been really good. Can't complain about much. Like I love the friendships I have. I love that I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm just who I am. And everything's just very go with the flow. I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I have had an amazing 2020. Like I know it was really shitty. Like 
people were dying. You couldn't travel. We had to wear masks everywhere. And like a lot of the events that were happening in the city were just canceled. So yeah, definitely really shitty that like life was not the same. But my experience was very good. Honestly, I think it was my best year yet. Like I graduated. I got a great job. I moved downtown. I had a lot of fun this summer despite COVID guidelines, despite the fact that like it wasn't the same. I had a lot of fun. It was like a year of a lot of growth. I started this podcast. I met really cool people. Like I've just been thriving and a lot of people have been thriving, not just me. I think everyone kind of needed this reset anyways. Like take the time to know what's important. Take the time to work on you. Some people gained weight. I personally lost weight, so I can't really complain. I really thrived in this environment. I don't think I would have been able to hit my fitness goals if I was going out as much or if I had to go into the office. Everyone's just different, but yeah, I would have to say that my 2020 was really good. If you're wondering how I kept my sanity, well, for one, I didn't throw myself a pity party. Like, ugh, COVID's ruining life. I can't do anything. Like, no, bitch. Don't be having any of those limiting beliefs. And if you're going to go out, just be safe. Like the summer, there was a period of time where it was okay to go to a patio. And I think everyone kind of needed that release to like go out again and see friends because you were just with your family the whole time. Honestly, I can't stay with my family that long. Like it drives me crazy. And so I stayed at my dad's house. If you didn't know, my parents are separated, but like they're separated, but have a good relationship. So my dad let me stay at his house and then he would just stay at my mom's house with my brother and would like take the spare bedroom. And we did that for like a month before I went to live with Morgan downtown. So I was good. I had my break. So I was really lucky that I didn't have to deal with all of the frustrations. I did a lot of yoga. I exercised a lot. I gave myself like a routine because I think a routine just puts me like in a good headspace. And I was always talking to people. Like I would always FaceTime my friends or I would go on a walk with them or a phone call. Like I was just in constant communication with people because I need that. Like I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from socializing with others. So that's what I needed and that's what I gave myself enough of. I think everyone also needs a Morgan. Like Morgan was the one who kept me active because we would go to boot camps together or we would go for a walk uh, or kick the soccer ball around. And we played a lot of board games. Like I'm not a board game person. I am now, but before, like I liked the idea of board games, but I didn't know how to play any of them. So yeah, for all those reasons, I just had a really good 2020. Like it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And I think it also just came down to like mindset. Like I wasn't going to be in this negative mindset. I was thinking, okay, like don't worry, we're going to get through this. Oh, ew, I hate that I just said that. But that's what I was thinking, okay? That's what I was thinking. I wasn't saying. And it worked out. I'm like reading an article that says that Ontario aims to have everyone vaccinated by late July or early August. And I am so hoping that's the case because I want to travel so badly. Like I remember last year I was saying, oh, if everything is still gone to shit by June, I don't care. I'm just going to travel. I'll do my quarantine, take the risk, whatever. But if everyone's vaccinated by like late July, or early August bless. I'm going to go. I actually have a friend who's getting married and she lives in Zimbabwe and she invited me to her wedding. So hopefully next December I will be in Zimbabwe. Oh, if you're wondering why I have a friend from Zimbabwe, I actually did an exchange in Barcelona in my third year and my flatmates were girls from, well, not just girls, like 
men too, from all around the world. And the two that I was the closest with were Vicky from Zimbabwe and Luisa from Guatemala. So we were super, super tight. They were like my best friends there. And Vicky in like a two-year time frame, got married, had a baby. They did like their traditional wedding in Zimbabwe, but she wants to do her white dress wedding hopefully in December. And let me tell you something. If you're going to go on exchange, don't be friends with just the people who are also on exchange. Be friends with the people who like are studying at university in the country full-time, people who actually live there. It just makes the experience better. You get to see things that you wouldn't normally see or you get to like hear their input on things. Do you know what drives me insane? When people study abroad, but then every single weekend they're off to another country. Like, I guess you just needed a home base, but I think that's so stupid because you were supposed to study abroad at, let's say, France because you wanted to learn about the culture, build a life in that city for that six-month period, know all the good spots, act like a local. Like, I'm not coming to you for recommendations on clubs to visit when I'm in Paris because you were never there. Did you even make friends on exchange because you were never around to hang out on the weekend? And if you're just spending weekends in a different country, like two to three days is not enough to like see a country. So like, don't tell me, oh, I've been to Portugal. Like you spent three days in Lisbon, Brenda. You didn't actually see all of Portugal. Like the times that I traveled, I spent at least five days in a place because I just wanted to like get an appreciation for it. But I would never tell people, oh, I've been to Italy. I would say I went to fucking Venice because Italy's fucking large. Anyways, yeah, exchange was an experience. I honestly loved it. It was probably the highlight of my life this far. And I actually went back the following year with Morgan and my ex-boyfriend at the time to visit some friends and just to go on vacation again. Yeah, I can say that place is my second home. I can say that because I actually spent most of my time in the city and befriended people who lived there. So take that, bitches. Honestly, I would love to share some of my stories from exchange because it was a lot of fun. So I actually might make an episode on that in the future. Tell me what you think. Well, that's it for today, guys. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at busy.makingotherplans. Next week's episode is going to be on something that is very out of the ordinary for me, and we're going to have a guest who I met years ago. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Scandal.